Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Shout out to the Buffer Brothers. Who didn't know they were brothers until well yeah. into their careers. Until later. Doing yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, that's, that's some wild shit. Oh, jeans, right? I was, jeans, thinking I, was, I was thinking that was like some WWE shit. He was yeah, like, yeah. I remember that. Like, how y'all doing, man? Episode 51. I remember this time I checked before. Look yeah. at me doing prep work before we record. Ain't that a bitch? We're all doing fantastic. We're all doing fantastic. We had Alec, a great workout good? today. I'm sure. It's Monday. It's a holy day. We're basking in God's glory. You mean the 4th? <laughs> Never mind. It is the 4th of July. Customarily known as Independence Day. But this year, we are, uh, we're going to go ahead freedom, and... Uh, freedom is getting, getting its chin check moment. Yes. Freedom is getting its chin check moment yes, right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I'll tell you this. As a cisgender male, as the kids will call me. A cishet. A cishead. Cishet. <laughs> a cishet. Cishet. Cisgendered heterosexual. Cishet. Het. Cis. So as a cishet, yes. as the kids will call, yes. I feel relatively free right now, yeah, even just, being a black man. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now, as a black man in America, I feel more free than a woman. I mean, of course. I'll tell you that. I mean. Shockingly enough. I mean, Naturally. Naturally. I mean, that is our... Well, now more one. than ever, I'll say. Now more than ever, due to the current climate of affairs. But my rights as a black man still pale in comparison to the rights of a gun. So that's one way to keep me humble. <laughs> one way to literally, literally keep me humble. Um, everybody, welcome back. Boston Bro Show, um, episode 51. Um, Alec is here. Jeremy's here. Check is here, clearly. Jeremy, your realtor, who cares? Yeah, yep, the realtor who cares. Always got to get that plug in. Always Did that check that clear plug. this month, Alec? It cleared. It My cleared. money's good. You, uh, Jeremy, we do not have me have you managing the money. Um, Alec, did the check clear? Yeah, it definitely cleared. It cleared, all right. All right. My money's good in these streets, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, My money's good in these streets. Um, we'll see next month, um, next week. Um, last last time we were here um, was episode 50. Um, the Celtics were up 2-0 in the finals, or one, were up 1-0 in the finals, I believe. Uh, I think, I or was think, it 1-1 one, one at the time? I think, no, it was before It was before the series even started. It was, we, um yeah. The series hadn't started yet. Oh, okay. Our, okay, last, okay. our last episode was June 2nd. That was before okay. the finals even started. Okay. As you guys all know, um, we didn't finish the job. But we, we we've taken all lost. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was in the ball, turning the ball over on the court. <laughs> Alec was again blown by on defense. Y'all lost. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll wear it. Uh, like I was on the court or some shit. Um, but no, it was... Um, um, We've taken some time to regroup. I mean, I wasn't, I don't really need that much time to regroup. Yeah. I won't, I won't delve deep into it, but no, I, I wasn't that affected by yeah. it. Like, come on, we've, we've gone through this. Like, we, we, this is the same, this. this is the same fan base that lost the Super Bowl after being undefeated. You can't hurt us. What Super Bowl? I thought, well, what's about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry Bowl, to What up. Super Bowl do you, do you speak of? Yeah. What, what undefeated seasons? Yeah. What are these um, lies you're telling to our audience, Jack? <laughs> yeah, right. My fault. My fault. I, this is supposed to be a, a truthful, a truthful platform. Um, 
But no, yeah, it's been a few weeks. We've had some time to digest it. We've gone the end of the draft this past. The mm-hmm. free agency has begun. Summer league started. Um, anything before we get, like, do you all want to spend some time going over the, because I'm sure this has been our audience. I'm sure you guys have heard it all. A mm-hmm. lot has happened since the finals ended. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you guys feel like you needed to get your, off your chest about the NBA finals this year? Absolutely. And, um, go ahead. First and foremost, everybody needs to relax. This team is very, very young. And for me, looking at the bigger picture, even though I hate to admit this, I think in the long run, us losing the finals would do us a better service than if we had won it. Because if we had won it, then these young bucks that we have on this team would not have really understood what actually needs to be fixed in terms of our play as a team together. It's one of those things where there's a lot of lessons to be learned in the loss, whereas there would not have been as many lessons to be have learned in the victory. And I think the victory in the long run would have, would have done us a disservice because now we're going to be going into next season knowing that we have our core. So many of the questions that we've had to go into every season for this past since we drafted JT, JB, and Marcus, a lot of those questions have been answered now. Can Marcus, as, a, as our starting point guard, lead us to a finals? Is Jason, Teddy, is Jason Tatum ready to, to be in the finals? Is this team, is, is, is Ime ready to coach on this level? All those, the answers to all that is yes. Can we get there? Yes. Now the new question is, can we actually win it? And I believe that answer is yes. If we make certain adjustments to our team, and the key adjustments I'm talking about is, our starting five is fine just the way it is. We need a veteran bench. Because the biggest thing I saw in the finals is, because the thing about the finals is, the finals at the end of the day is your starting five, five versus their starting five. They're going to pay the vast majority of the minutes. What happens is when you do make that first sub- substitution, there will be, your team will go down. There will be a decrease in the, in the quality of the team you have on the court. Of course, yeah. It's just a question of how far it goes down. So, for example, when you have someone like Rob Williams, who is, he made first team, team all defense, or was it second, second team? Second team all defense, who shuts down that paint, right? If that's the guy you truly want to have there starting, and that's the tone you want to set for our team, then that means coming off your bench, you need to have someone who's going to be comparable to a Rob. Not as good as him, but at least when, when he comes into comes off that bench, the bleeding isn't as bad as it could be. Yeah, yeah. Versus a true else, job right? Yeah. So recognizing the type of team that we have and getting the right pieces to back them up. Our starting five is perfectly intact. The only thing I would make and with the only change I would make within our starting five is our whole first contract so that we can bring in better pieces. And that's it for me. I look forward to us being in the finals and winning the finals next year. Um, now, you you said that you feel like you said that you feel like that's that like all these questions are answered. Is that that's how you feel? Do you feel like that's 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 like. That's what the league feels, or no. what the what the landscape feels. I don't think the league feels that way, and I don't think the fans feel that way because they're they're too busy listening to these to these to these people to these other sports commentators who are too caught who were lost in the sauce, basically, who who think that a lot of people are going to be fooled by the Warriors winning the championship this year and think that formula is going to continue to work. That big three formula. It served its time 
And the way the league is going now, it's you don't need a big three to win. You need a big two and people who know how to not just do their jobs, but exceed at it. Well, what I mean is you're, you're in, in the NBA right now, there is a plethora of talent. Everyone can shoot. Most people can handle the ball. And ain't nobody afraid of anybody anymore. Case in point, when I look at that series between, and all the series that the Warriors played, and, and kudos to the Warriors, y'all won that trip. Shout out to Draymond, shout out to Steph. Y'all earned that. I'm not taking anything away from you guys. But one thing that team, that the Warriors team can, can no longer say is, hey, when we go on our runs now, teams just collapse. Mm -hmm. Teams just back down. That did not happen at all during the finals. In my opinion, this was the first championship that the Warriors won where they really had to, they had to play great. They, they had to be on top, on, on top of their game. And, and in my opinion, with, specifically with regards to Clay, Clay still wasn't even at the top of his game, and the Warriors weren't even completely at the top of their game yet as, as a whole co cohesive unit. It's just that the path that they happened to take, they didn't have to be 100%. That first round, who, when they played, um, uh, who, they, who the Warriors played in the first round? Who can you remember? Denver. They played Denver in the first round. That team's not a completely healthy. You get past them. Your, your most toughest opponent were the Grizzlies, a team that was hungry. Ja was not able to finish the series due health-wise, and that ended up giving you guys an opportunity to close out. Mm -hmm. And you guys did yeah, close did. out. And then you got to play, play the Mavericks, who quite frankly weren't ready. And if you watch any of, J of Jason Kidd's press conferences, he was telling you they weren't ready. His whole attitude was like, hey, you know, we're just going to see how far this thing goes. You know, we're playing good basketball. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So he recognized the situation because the Suns decided to show us who they really were when you have someone like Chris Paul leading your franchise and then they played us they played a team that was well put together a team that was hungry but a team that just isn't there yet Jason Tatum played in the entire playoffs 950 something minutes the yeah, only we player to play more minutes than Jason Tatum over the past decade in one playoff series in a one playoff run is LeBron James yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and Jason I'm sorry to say this to you. You play 950 minutes for us this year. Next year, we're going to need 1,000. We're going to need 1,000 out of you. You're going to have to clean it up. You have to, you're going to have to play better. And when I say you playing better, bro, you have got to save your body for the playoffs. At times during the regular season, I feel that you are dribbling too much with that ball. You are not. That, that's what I'm trying to get. You have got to be more efficient on offense. And when I'm talking efficiency, my, 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 my dream of efficiency is Clay Thompson dropping 40-something points on his squad, taking nine dribbles in a game. I'm not saying you can only take nine dribbles, but your shooting is so elite that you don't need to be dribbling the way that you be dribbling as often as you do. You have got to save your body. You have got to save your energy for, the, for those deep playoffs runs we're going to need out of you. Because if you're really about creating a legacy and being one of the greatest of all times, you gotta, you gotta, your body needs to be in a position to put up 1,000 minutes come playoff time. So you have to take the regular season to polish your game, to clean it up, to be as efficient as possible. So come playoff time, you come, you're shooting off of screens, you're shooting off of one, maybe two dribbles, because who's blocking you, Jason? Who's really yeah, yeah. defending you? Yeah. So just to harp on him specifically, but I could go through it all with, with everyone in our lineup of different things that they have to do. Marcus, make, you need to make better business decisions. 
Jason, um, Jalen, you need to be more assertive and more aggressive in terms of calling for the ball and demanding for the ball at, at times. Um, Al Horford, Rob Williams, cry frankly, right, we wanted to be on the finals. Now do. we're going a whole. That's what I was, I was like. Do you have anything to say about the finals? We're gonna get to everything, but, but but all that but all that fits into the finals too. No, no, it don't. We're talking about the finals. finals. How the finals ended up? <laughs> we're talking about free agency contracts. What this person to work on? Free agency. I'm talking you about. You said you need to restructure house contracts so we can bring in people that are da, 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 da. like I understand. Hey, but the next year's finals. Right. Next year's finals. All right. Yes. Hey, you asked me to answer the question. All right, Alec. <laughs> was there anything about the finals you wanted to you wanted to speak on uh, about how the finals went? Anything before we move into like the in the NBA offseason, et cetera, et cetera? Not really. I mean, I think I was I mean, I was annoyed obviously that we that we lost, but that's mm -hmm. just because we lost, I guess. Right. But other than that, not really. And I guess like this isn't really like finals specifically related, but mm -hmm. about kind of like the bitching we talked about with Jason Tatum sometimes, like yeah. not getting calls, not getting yeah. back on plays. And right, and that was on the fight. that was on the finals. Yeah, yeah. so it, but he's done that like Pretty much like his entire career is kind of right. not like. So, I mean, mm -hmm. like, I guess that I kind of didn't like. But that's more of like a personal critique, I yeah. guess. But No, it's, it's a, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I don't really have anything too crazy it is. to say. I mean, it is what it is, I guess, so. Yeah, I mean, I, um, like we discussed before, I mean, I, that night when we lost, nigga, I slept like a baby. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel anything, mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of Part it, of, of course, champion. yeah, yes, yeah. I feel like a lot of it has to do with, of course, the position as a Boston sports fan that we've been in for a long time, and it just we've we've experienced a lot of winning, but of also we've experienced losing. Mm -hmm. You know, like I want to say this is um, one, two, three, four, five, six. I think the sixth time that like we've lost in a championship since I've been. That's two Celtics. Um, three, no, that's five, yeah, three Celtics, two, no, two Celtics, three on um, Patriots, one Bruins. Red Sox have not lost in the in the in the World Series yet. Mm. You know, all praise to uh, the to the the old gods and the new. You know what I mean? Um, so. This wasn't, this was to me, I mean, it's a young team. It's mm -hmm. like Jeremy said to, to kick it off. It's a young team that um, has been knocking on that door for a while. And honestly, and for me, there's no shame in losing to a dynasty. No. There's no shame no. in losing to Fact. fucking Steph. We Fact. lost to Steph, bro. Fact. We lost to Steph. Like, I, like, I don't, of all fucking like, time, I man. can't, like, I can't really, if it was one thing, if we went up against the Mavericks or the oh, Memphis or no. any, literally any other team in the Western Conference, yeah. to be honest. Yep. Um, and LeBron. That shit, that, yeah, I mean, LeBron's in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, like, that would have, would have fucked with me. Yeah. That would have fucked me up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we were underdogs in this series. Mm -hmm. And, of course, to me, the thing that bothered me, of course, was more so the way we lost what I saw a team, I didn't see a team that wasn't ready. Um, I saw a team that that ran out of gas. Yeah. And what I mean by run out of gas is Tatum's minutes, it's like his minutes are his minutes. Um, everyone, no one, like I did not want him to play Team USA this year, mm -hmm. last year. We we like, we literally, yeah. we literally, it's on record on the yeah. podcast. Like I didn't want him to play Team USA. But also, we also have to remember, if we go back to last summer, this team was literally not constructed to be in the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. We literally 
had to get rid of Kemba Walker's contract and we took on, on a 35-year-old 30, Al Horford. No disrespect to the people that are 35 and up in this disrespect world. Disrespect is still taken, though. But, so. I mean, hey, if, <laughs> if the shoe fits. You know what I mean? But, like... We were not that that thirty million dollars, and I harp on that consistently. That thirty million dollars is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not the two highest paid players on our team. That's what that's all I need to tell you when it when it means yeah. in a sense of like, excuse me, about how this roster was constructed. Mm-hmm. By what I mean, so what I mean by run out of gas is when you are only getting like six points together of Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard in the fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that is unacceptable. Yeah. That's too much that Jason Tatum has to do too much that Jalen Brown has to do. Marcus Smart has to do offensively. Defensively. We were there. Yeah. Defensively. This is a championship defense. We, yeah. I said this shit. La- we said this shit last year yeah. before the energy shift yeah. Yeah. and all that. Right. Yeah. It's the defense. I have no problem with the defense. Yeah. It's offensively at the end of the day, teams can defend us well because they know at the end of the day, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to have to take on way too much of the load, Mm. you know, and Marcus Smart is he's he Marcus Smart is a great point guard, all things considered. But in the in the true point guard sense, he isn't that person that sets can that will demand the ball. You guys back up. I'm running the play. You know, traditional. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we need that little bit of tradition in our offense. That 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 gives Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown the opportunity to make take e- to make easier baskets, yeah. so they're not having to create for themselves. Like Jeremy just pointed out on J- on Jason Tatum and the catch and shoot. You should be doing more catch and shoot mm-hmm. because your shooting is is elite at the catch and elite. shoot, and you shoot at the high. He's telling you you will shoot at a higher percentage on catch and shoot. Yeah. you know, even though the step back or the side step is fucking great for the fans of the sports team. center and all that shit and mm-hmm. for all the casuals at the mm-hmm. end of the day people that watch the Celtics is like no nigga you need to be moving around mm-hmm. you need to be moving moving getting opening getting a catch and shoot getting catch and shoot opportunities and Marcus Smart you need to be the one demanding that he does it mm-hmm. but that's going to happen with time. Yeah. So for me, what for me it wasn't it, for me it wasn't that the Celtics team wasn't ready. It was that the that the that the Warriors are an experienced and deeper team than the Celtics. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, yeah, the, the the Warriors had people that were young and all that other shit. But when you have that championship pedigree and you have those multiple people that are on the bench, you have Andre Godala that barely played anything, but he's out there coaching, coaching them up. Coaching them oh up, my calling goodness. them in, like calling in fucking Andrew I, Wiggins. Like, what the fuck are you? Shit, what the new fuck rule, are you? New the, rule, NBA. Uh-huh. Niggas don't get to coach niggas up on the sidelines no more. <laughs> yeah. Strictly the coaches get yeah. to coach motherfuckers. Yeah. No shit, more, no more fucking, no uh, more uh, Andre Godala, no more fucking Udonis Haslam, all that other shit. But I mean, that's what happens. Talk that's about what, leadership, but that's man. What it, but you Damn. need that. Yeah, you need that. And the Celtics <laughs> didn't have that. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it wasn't that they weren't ready. It was... The way the roster was constructed, mm-hmm. they were not ready. Yeah. For the way the roster was constructed, yeah. not yeah. them and their abilities, their mm-hmm. basketball IQ, this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, we the water ran dry. Yeah. And it looked like that in game five and game six. Yep. Because at the yep. end of the day, Jalen Brown in game six, Jalen Brown was the only one that was like, I got something left. Yep. And yeah. I'm going to give it because, all right now. Yeah, and Al Horford had something left, mm-hmm. but he didn't have it in the same way. Yeah. Remember when I went into when we went into game five and I was like, the key person for this entire season series for me is Al Horford. Yeah. Yep. Because if if because if 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 Andrew Wiggins and Looney are getting these 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 rebounds, mm-hmm. that's a direct indictment on Al Horford. Yep. 
You know what I mean? And I have no beef for Al Horford. Yeah. All, I have no Al, beef for Al Horford in the way in his his play, mm-hmm. the way he plays, and what he contributes to the team. Mm-hmm. My beef for Al Horford is his contract. Yeah. Because that what he contributes to the team, that development in thirty million dollars, that is incorrect. Yeah. But hopefully we get that shit squared away. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, that's that's the end of my thoughts for the finals. It is what it is. I'm like we lost I, the way we lost losing losing. I don't I don't I don't take in I don't give a fuck about where we lost mm-hmm. how we lost I don't care we lost yeah I don't give a fuck how we did it mm-hmm. motherfuckers worrying about like how yeah. I don't give a fuck about how yeah yeah <laughs> the banners go up or go down yep. bro yep. how we win or lose doesn't really matter to me I've seen us score 30 points in a fucking Super Bowl and yep. lose <laughs> I've seen a score and not be able to score a fucking point and win. I've seen the Celtics blow lead after lead and winners win a win a win a finals. I've seen the Red Sox go down 3-0 and come back. I don't 3-0, 3-1. I don't give a fuck. It does not matter. What what matters is the W to L. I don't give a fuck how it happens. Y'all get caught up in that shit, and that's your ego. Yeah. Fact. You know what I mean? Fact. So the only thing I'll say to add to that is, and to your point earlier, it's and I've said this all the time. If I'm going to lose, I need to lose to the champions. Yeah. So right. let's say going back to the Eastern Conference Finals, if we lose to the Heat and the Heat don't win the championship, I'm furious. Mm. He win the championship, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, that's, we lost to the champions. Yeah. Here's the you thing. That's, that's why I did... Me and you have always disagreed on that. Yeah. If somebody beats me, mm-hmm. I want the motherfuckers to lose. Fuck you. that shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Because here, but here's the thing: if if the Warriors were in the Eastern Conference and we lost to the Warriors in the Eastern Conference Finals, then I'd be like, nigga, it's the dynasty. I don't okay. get, like That's you know what, what mean? You mean. But yeah. Miami, fuck Miami, nigga. No, 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 no. But if Miami was like on some dynasty shit, sure. Not Jimmy Butler and fucking Bam out of Bayou, nigga. Fuck them niggas. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 respectfully. No, 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 no. Disrespectfully. <laughs> Disrespectfully. Disrespectfully. This no motherfucker I lost. hate. No love And I lost. hate the Miami Heat. I do not like the Heat. Tyler Hero, fucking oh, Jimmy, all of them. I do not like Pat Riley, the Pat, Sith Lord. Yeah, that Sith ass nigga. With his Vader morning sitting right next to him. Yeah. That nigga Alonzo Morning looks like he's dying sitting next to this dude, dog. Pat Riley's eating off that nigga for sustenance. And Pat he's going to eat off. Pat younger. All else from one is getting older. Older nigga. And that's he's going to do the exact same thing to you, Donis Haslam. Exactly. That's why UD ain't going nowhere. He, he knows the process. He knows the process. We think UD got the fucking tapes on Pat Riley. It's the opposite. <laughs> Holding that nigga's kids hostage or some shit, nigga. I don't know. Anyways. Um, all right. So that's, that's the finals. 22 minutes in. Do you what, what do y'all want to pivot to? I mean, we can, we we go ahead. Let, I want I want to hear you guys pivot off of what I touched based off in terms of additions. What we need to do to get over the hump to win the finals to, next year. Well, to me, to me, um, outside right, of so Al's contract that we talked about, right? Um, to me, it was going into it. Like I mean, as we know, it's July. It's July fourth. We've already made the two two biggest signings. We mm-hmm. signed Danilo Gallinari, and we, and, we, and we traded and made the trade for Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, which and I we, love and, even more. Right, and we and we are on record of of wanting Malcolm Brogdon yep. last year when when the or two years ago yep. when the Pacers were going to blow it up and we were potentially going to do the trade to Indiana trade uh, Hayward to Indiana. Mm-hmm. They said that we wanted we wanted Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. and I feel like with those two additions. 
for me, okay, we need another ball handler, another person that create. That's mm -hmm. what that's what before this before this 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 offseason, our grocery list mm -hmm. for the Celtics was to keep keep um the the starting five intact, of course. Get us another ball handler off the bench that could create for others. Mm -hmm. Um that can get excuse me. I'm Everybody else easier buckets. And we have two um, of those guys now with right. White and Brogdon. Right, two people coming off our bench. So, so yeah, um, that. And then we needed we needed more outside shooting. Mm -hmm. um, we needed more people that could shoot shoot consistently outside. Someone that would spread the floor, be able to spread the floor for um, for um, um, everyone else. Yeah. Because the great thing is, uh, to me, it's not a negative thing that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart can all handle the ball. It's not. It's not a negative thing. All we need is more people that they can trust. Yeah. You know? And more people that can spread the floor, more people that can create for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, and then thirdly, would be to would be to add another big that can supplement Al Horford in Al Horford and um um Rob, Rob Williams. Williams. Yeah. Because I'm not thinking about the regular season. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the playoffs. Yes. How do we bring our eight man our eight man rotation mm -hmm. um to ten? Yeah. How do we bring it to ten? Mm -hmm. And our first person off the bench every single game was in the playoffs was white in 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 Grant Williams. Yes. To me, that is very small. Mm -hmm. We didn't have anyone that could. But here's the thing: we had Tice, mm -hmm. but the thing, but the thing is with Tice, I've never been a fan of. But go continue on. You never been a fan of Tice. I've always had an issue with, with Tice. I've always had an issue with Tice. It's, it's uh, I've always had an issue with Tice. Huh? It's not. Well, Tice is not a bad player. I'm not saying that. I just feel think for the formula for this team. He doesn't give us enough on a consistent basis. He, I, I don't for this team, I don't, or for this Udoka team, or this or the Stevens teams, and, and, and both run-ins. Yeah. I, I felt that he's a good player. It's not like I said. It's not about his game. I just felt. I don't know. I don't know if it's chemistry wise, or I, I just don't trust the guy. I just, I mean, maybe I just don't trust him. Maybe it's yeah. a German thing. But then again, I love Dennis Schroeder. Oh Jesus! Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Dennis Schroeder though. So someone like Tyson, I, I never, I never liked him on our team. I always felt that we could do better as a some, third, as a back, as a as, as a, a back third big. big, as a third big, even as a third back. He was like, our he, starter for a year. He was. He so was. he's not good enough to be a third big. No, not on my team. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, not on my team. Well, yeah. Well, trading for Tice. The reason why for me, I thought Tice would have played. The thing is, it is that Tice didn't get a lot of minutes throughout certain certain playoff rounds because the trades mid-season trades and he's super soft in the middle i'll leave it at that super soft big man in the middle he's not a real big to me he's a he's a small no. forward power forward playing the center position at times and he's not no no that's what it is he he, he i don't see it, i don't see Tice as a true big man remember bain who used to pay for play for us aaron yeah. baines yeah yeah of course aaron baines is shorter than Tice, but he plays like a true big man to me Tice never really played like a big man there was because never that wasn't intimidating fat Tice is like six foot ten six foot nine no, that's what i'm saying i'm asking you is it because he wasn't physically big I, I don't think it's the physical part i think it was the mentality the way that he played he played soft I'll put it this way. There were way too many times where I saw, what's his first name again? Because I don't want to be disrespectful. What's Tice's first Daniel. name? Daniel. Daniel Tice. There were way too many times where I would see Daniel Tice in the paint 
going up for a block, and he finishes with with his back turned to the turn to, turn to the offensive player, or he collides to the side of the the other <laughs> offensive versus going straight up and down mm-hmm. and playing big. He plays soft too more often than not in the paint. And then when you compare that to a Holford and a Williams who are always going up strong, that drop-off is very, very considerable to me. And I think that's why he didn't get a lot of minutes because Emei was able to recognize, like, yo, bro, you're not playing big the way we need you to play big, so I can't trust you out here. I got to go with Grant, who's smaller than you, but Grant's going to play big every single time. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that's my whole thing about Tice. Um, well, yeah, um... Because come playoff regular season, he could help you. Playoff time to me, he's useless. He's useless. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't. Th- yeah, I didn't have my. I didn't have a real beef with Tice. I think it was just more so the problem was was is it was about matchup, and um, and of course like. Grant Williams is in, and it's a matchup in the game that we that we that we play right now, and that it was a midseason trade. I feel like if Tice played for us the entire season with Udoka in this system, so Udoka could actually have a chance to see what Tice can do and what he can't do, what he can and what he can't do, um, in game. Um, I think he would have been in that rotation, but like I said, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of midseason trades because nine times out of ten they do not work out. Yeah, because it yeah. just doesn't give people enough time. People mm. need that preseason they need those things so they can so it's a constant thing they're constantly working on the entire year when you do a trade in the middle of the season and now people are trying to get acclimated and even if someone's really good it mm-hmm. can take a little bit of time and yeah. I thought that us getting Tice back was huge mm-hmm. um but the problem was is that with the rotation and how it was going and how and of course Grant Williams ascension it was like Udoka thought it was better that we go small mm-hmm. rather than go small and powerful rather than go longer and go longer yeah um which is fine, but that to me that wasn't really an ind- indictment on Tice. Mm-hmm. It was more an indictment on not. Nah, it was more just a just a realization of what Udoka wants. Um, but you, um, Tice got was involved in the trade. Oh, did, Indiana, you just, so. did, did you just besmirch Ime Udoka? Because we would not be doing that on this podcast. No, I said it was an it was a it was an observation of what he wanted. Okay, all right, just yo, sure. see now how see how just niggas do. Sure. You see how <laughs> niggas do. Ime, uh, we love you. You're doing an amazing job. He's doing an amazing. And that's job. that's one thing I want to say as well. Mm-hmm. This loss in the finals is not an indictment in Ime in any way, shape, or form. Of course not. Because my this is my rule of thumb across the board, irregardless, and I love that word, irregardless is the real word, irregardless of how I feel about Brad Stevie and his coaching ability, my rule of thumb for any first-year coach is this is not your team yet. It's still that other team's coach. And this team did not really become Ime's team to me until the energy shift and they and you can see his touch on the team. So next year is the year we're not really gonna be judging him as a coach. This is what I'm seeing you. This is what I want to see, et cetera, et cetera. So this year was 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 an immaculate success to me because yeah. I, I you've already you've already gotten first and foremost, I think you've got this team to recognize a lot of the bad habits that they've had. You've gotten them to get rid of a lot of them. And I just think that in the finals, some of them just resurfaced at times. Mm-hmm. But come next year, psh, all that shit's gonna be done. And and for and for the, and for the for our listeners here, one thing I want to point out is, I can't remember was it game two when he got that tech Ime? I can't remember what game it was. There was on. a game in the finals. I want to say it was game two. In Golden State, when Ime got a tech, when Ime got that tech, that was something Brad Stevens would never get. 
And that goes back to the things I was always talking about Brad in terms of his Brad as a coach is a great, excellent coach. My beef with Brad was always his sideline decorum. I always felt like he never dominated the moment as a coach. He was too much of a pacifist for me. And in this league, when you are the coach, the last role you want to be is pacifist. One of the reasons why Jason talks so much, from in my opinion, one of the reasons Jason talks so much after a, a bad offensive possession where he feels like he didn't get a call is because his coach isn't there barking at the referees. If he trusts his coach is going to handle the referee situation, then Jason can focus on the game and just play the game. So when I say, hey, Jason, you're talking too much, I understand why you're talking because you have to advocate for yourself because because your coach isn't really doing it. And your coach shows that by picking up techs. And you, Brad and you, Stevens probably got one tech, maybe two techs his entire time coaching with like, us. That's not enough, bro. And you feel That's like this, not enough. And you feel like Jason's Jason talking to the refs this season was like just like bad habits. Bad habits. Bad habits. Bad habits. Um Alec, what do you what do you think about what did you like Jeremy's question when you when he said um about what the team needs and stuff like that. Was there anything different from what me and Jeremy said already, or like, um, probably all the same. I don't really have too much to say on that. Like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I guess like the one thing that I saw that I already said that Jeremy just finished talking about was like the bad habit shit about right. Jason kind of like complaining on like it felt like every possession. Yeah. There's always yeah. something being said yeah. about not getting a call. Yeah. And I guess like, and even just that, just that attitude alone, I've always not really liked too yes. much about players in general yep. because I've, I've never seen a call get overturned like that. That yep. doesn't challenge. It's never happened. Yeah, it's never, it doesn't happen. It's yeah. Never, yeah. It's, yeah, it's never, literally what's in your time it is, and energy. It has never happened. Nothing. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, just that like little like mentality shift, I yeah. guess, would be like nice. But that's yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. I guess because I think I think that's what it is. It's like between the two with with the Jays, and like and they are the two best players on our team. They are the two leaders of the, of this team, and we cannot win without them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and no matter what these local jokers, right? And I'm not, I, and I've decided I'm not, say. I'm not even going to do it because I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Dignify. I'm not going to dignify the scenario with the response. We'll talk about, we can talk about them, mm -hmm. these local motherfuckers, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about what they were talking about because yeah. I don't even want to breathe that in that, that even more life. Um, but when it goes to like that video, like that video I sent you guys and I was like, dog, I feel like I sent Jeremy and Alec a video of this was in the first round against Brooklyn. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was a play, and I'm sure y'all. I posted it on on the Boston the, the show site because, um, on on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, I remember the play now. Yeah. Because it was like that play for me. Because I was just watching like highlights of like mm -hmm. the playoffs, right? And that play for me, it was a Jalen Brown highlight. Yep. Right on both ends of the court. Right. It was like I just want to say the context of it was a Jalen Brown highlight reel, mm -hmm. right? And. I'm watching Jalen Brown during this highlight, and this is this is where where Jalen Brown steals the ball, runs the bat, runs the runs the ball back, um, passes this to Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum goes for a layup, um, um, turnover. Jalen Brown, they run back. Jalen Brown blocks the shot on the other mm -hmm. other end. Um, they pass it to, to Al Horford. Al Horford then passes it to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown goes up and lays the ball off, mm -hmm. lays the ball. That's me just giving you the play, mm -hmm. right? So but, many things in that play. But <laughs> that play right there, as as like as um simple as I may just explained it, explained it, within that play was like a true 
like microcosm, like example of the differences between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum mm-hmm. as a as a Celtics fan and as a person that has been watching them develop mm-hmm. over these five five and six years, mm-hmm. right? Because in that in that play, Jalen Brown weak side steals the ball from Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. runs the ball back, and when he passes it to Jason Tatum, Jason goes up light skin. Jason goes up looking for a foul. He wasn't looking to score. Mm-hmm. He was looking for contact and yep. for a foul, yep. right? And when he didn't get that call, where and I paused the video and I sent it to them. Mm-hmm. This is where Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in are right when the turnover happens. Mm-hmm. They are literally right next to each other. Standing right next to each other. Standing right next to each other when the ball is in, I think, Patty Mills' hands mm-hmm. or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where does Jason Tatum go and where does Jalen Brown go? Jalen Brown darts back on defense. Head down, racing Head down, back. racing up the court on defense. Ends up blocking Bruce Brown on a layup. A LeBron at the fucking, block. At the fucking backboard. Pins well, it, A LeBron right? chase down. While Jason Tatum is back there complaining. Hands up flailing. Hands up no. flailing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> to the ref. It's the whole nine. Right? Jalen Brown then runs back. That's not Mamba mentality, Jason. Yeah, runs. It's not the Mamba mentality. Like, or it, or is it? Um, at least when Kobe was barking at the he referees, had he was running right there. back. He and, had and he was running back. He, had, he was barking at yeah, the referees. And he had ra- at least three rings by yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, he earned the right. He earned to the stop right. Stop and just bark. Fucking Kobe Bryant. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, fast forward. Al Horford throws the ball to Jason Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown goes up strong, mm-hmm. gets fouled. Yep. Still lays the ball in, no call. No call. Right? While Jason Tatum is now standing at the wing Mm. of the three. I don't know if Jason Tatum even made it up the court (laughs) after he did complain. And this Mm. is not an indictment on Jason Tatum. We fucking love JT. We love him. But this is where the 24-year-old pop jumps out. Yeah. This is the biggest, in in a highlight of Jalen Brown, this is where we get the low light. This is one of the rare moments where you're going to see a highlight of Jalen Brown coinciding with a low light of Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. And that is like what, because to me, and I explained this to Jeremy, and I'll try to keep this short. To me, whatever Jalen Brown lacks in ability, mm-hmm. he makes up it for in mentality. And more I'm, than enough. I'm never upset with what Jalen Brown is trying to do. Yeah. If he turns the ball over, I'm never mad at Jalen. Why were you even driving there? Mm-hmm. Why were you being aggressive in that moment? Mm-hmm. Jalen, why did you shoot that shot? Why did you? I'm never questioning Jalen what he's trying to do. He has best intentions, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah. Where Jay, where Jason, it's like you have supreme skill. Supreme skill. And you and, it, and I can tell you work on these things. You work yep. hard as shit. We've seen the growth. We've the seen only the growth. thing that's fucking you up yep. is your mentality. Mm-hmm. You're on the court. You're six to almost six ten. Might as well be. Long as shit. Strong. You worked on your body, the strength, this and the third. You should 14. be going, you should be going <laughs> up there strong every fucking time, and whatever happens, happens. You should be like, you. why are you talking to the ref? 
Why are you doing this? Let, let me and that shit, and, and the reason why I'm harping on Jason, because that shit, any, that shit is way more frustrating than any fucking turnover mm-hmm. that Jalen Brown can do. Yeah. Because now, not only are you not scoring, mm-hmm. then you're not give, getting back on defense. And, and then you're fucking, and then, you're, and then, you're, then your body language is all yep. fucked up. Yep. And, hanging your head and shit, like, arms bro. throwing up in the air, looking for help. Ain't no one going to help you, bro. Ain't no one out here to help you. Like I go back to listen to you Coach K. Earn talk, that shit, bro. I go back to Coach K talking about him. And Coach K saying, like, yo, the way I have to get him motivated, I have to call him a punk from St. Louis to get him motivated. And I get it. Some some dudes need that. They need you to get in their face and really bark at them. And and I also I also go back to to hearing his uh father, Jason's father telling a story about him when he was coaching him. Right? How what, there was one game we got on so bad, Jason was crying the whole game, but he finished the game. But that's, it seems to me, he needs someone to get in his face. Hence, going back to E-May, this is something E-May is going to clean up. Yeah. E-May will clean that shit up. That next year, that will not be a problem. Yeah. That would not you be a problem. You want to be, like, JT, you are, you, you and Jayla have the fucking, yo, y'all have the capacity, the ability, the the, the ceiling. All-time greatness. All-timers, bro. All-timers. All duo we're there is about nothing here. that I, there is, I believe there is nothing that this duo cannot do. There is nothing that they can't do. But there's clear shit that is going to get in their way. Mm-hmm. And y'all see, and we see it. Mm-hmm. Could you fucking imagine if they had won? If they had fucking mm-hmm. won. Do you know what that would have done? Mm. Do you know what that would have done? <laughs> so... And they have the capacity to do it. Like they won. They have the skill. They still got all this room to grow. And they're twenty five and twenty four. What? And the Celtics got them locked up for how long? The Steph's first championship came at twenty seven. Come on. So I say all that to say this: this Celtics team is ready to win a championship. Now. With the additions of Brogdon, the additions of Gallinari, and I hope that we get Thomas Bryant. That's that backup big, that third mm-hmm. big. Yeah, who um, I love watching his highlight reel, and he is big. And he plays wanna, big, and he let pl- me let me pause this. Mm-hmm. Watching the highlight reel of Thomas Bryant, and I compare him to what Rob Williams does for us. When I talk about the perfect backup for Rob Williams, he is perfect and even better because he can handle the ball a little bit. He can shoot the three. He he gets though he of course he has he isn't as good or as efficient as a shot blocker as Rob is but when Rob sits down when when people see Thomas Bryant in it they are not as comfortable attacking the paint mm-hmm. the way they get super comfortable attacking the paint the moment Rob checks out that dude Thomas Bryant perfect addition to our team if we're able to sign him in every way yeah. in every way he 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 sells perfectly for both Rob and Al yeah yeah man hopefully. Hopefully we're able to um to soup him up and um and I think we're ready. I think that I remember like like I think that truly the way I look at it, I st- all things considered, I think that next year it should be a rematch. It Absolutely. should end up it being a be. rematch. If if the if the Warriors can stay healthy and the Celtics can stay healthy, I think it'll be a rematch. I don't I don't I'm think that any to it. up to this point right now, and we know we'll probably get we'll touch on the Kyrie K- KD shit, but up to this point right now, there's no team that has made an addition that has made them step over step over the Celtics or the or the Warriors. And and, and the funny thing is, for the first time in a long time, and the first time in like grown adult memory, the way I have to put it is. Every team is asking, does this move make us better than the Warriors? Mm-hmm. 
does this move make us better than the Celtics? And that is interesting. That's, That's an interesting place to, be like, place to be. Yep. You know? And I'm not one of the, and this is not me, the homerism that says, no, oh, I think that, no, no, no. I mean, this that's obvious because yeah. they were the, we're the two, two people that went to the finals. But yeah. I mean, in the sense of those people that are like saying, oh, I think that if, if Chris Middleton was there, awesome. then they wouldn't have got to the split. Nigga, suck my dick. <laughs> suck my dick to the fucking base. Like, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> come on, dog. Like, come on. Anyways, yeah. oh, it went seven games. So if you just add Chris Middleton to this, then that means that's not how basketball that, works. That also bro. means Giannis is getting a lot less touches. A lot less Let touches. Me put it this way. Like we talked about this on the last podcast. Like, like I would have loved to see Chris Middleton play because that means less opportunities for Giannis to run down the middle of the fucking court and dunking on the whole city of Boston. Fine, I'll take that Chris Middleton jumper every time. I'll gladly take a Chris Middleton shot over a Giannis shot, happily. Less opportunities for Drew Holiday, great. Less less opportunities for Portis coming off the bench, great. Great. That's twenty less shots going around. Please, like, I'll take. It. Like, like, I'll take. It. With all due respect, with all, to Briss Middleton. With all out due there. respect, but it's like, with all, but it's like with all due respect the, the, to the, 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 the Bucks are not some team, some unbeatable team. They're not a team that the Celtics have not beat. Remember, you know what I mean. All due respect to the Bucks, they beat the Suns in the finals. Yeah. They beat the Suns in the finals like, with, with the utmost respect. And we, and we know a champion still a champion, but they beat Chris Paul in the finals. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else on the Celtics this offseason? What our needs? Or anything like that? We spent. La- 50 last thing I'll on. say, and again, just just to just talking to Jason here is Jason. You just got to ask yourself when you are attacking the paint. And you go with the mindset of, "Hey, I'm going to lay it in off the glass or lay it into the basket." Understand. Anyone could throw you off on that shot. Anyone. But when you go up with the intention of, I'm going to dunk the ball now, ask yourself this, Jason. Really? How many people in today's NBA can block your shot when you go up to dunk it? You are six foot nine plus, right? Your arms go down to your knees. You can jump through the roof, right? Essentially, how many dudes in this league can actually block you? I can count them on one hand and I don't need all my fingers. And one of those players plays on your team in Robert Williams. So when we talk about mindset and mentality, bro, recognize that you are on a platform that there's only maybe three, possibly four other players in today's NBA that are on that platform with you when you play, when you're playing at your peak versus them playing at their peak. There's only a handful of other guys that can compete with you, and only one of them has your size. Well, two of them have your size, and KD and LeBron, all right? Remember that going into next season. Every time you step into that paint, if your mindset isn't, isn't, I'm going in here to dunk on everybody, you need to change your mindset. And that will pay off in so many different ways. And one of the ways that the number one way is going to recognize this is with the referees. Because you know why the referees don't give you that call, Jay? Because the referees are professionals too. They know when you're going up there soft. They know when you're going up there for a call. And know what they're saying to you? You have not earned that yet. Win a championship or two, then maybe we'll give you those calls. Maybe. You haven't earned that right yet, bro. You just haven't. Because if LeBron is still doing what he does and he ain't talking to referees like that, what makes you think you can? I don't, yeah. Last thing, I don't think, like, I really, I really do not. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Um, Let's get to the Nets, man. The Nets? 
Let's get to the. What do you mean? You said the Nets or the next? The Nets. The Nets. N E T S. Yeah. The Nets. Oh God! All right, fine. I mean, we have to. <laughs> we have to. I mean, they're the ones fucking holding up the rest of free agency. Everybody right, has to know. Way. Every team and everybody Yo, has to know where, this story. where these people are gonna go because if they don't, I they, heard this story. I don't know if it's propaganda because you know now it's just now it's really just going on Kyrie time, right? But there was this story that. During a team dinner at That's Steve fake. Nash, it's fake. it is fake. It's fake. <laughs> I'm gonna say the story it's anyways fake. because no, it was just funny. no, no, because that no, no, because that ball sack sports shit, bro. How are y'all still getting got by ball sack sports, bro? How are y'all still getting? I literally talked about it on this podcast. These fake joints, I be fucking. These just right, be. It's fake news. It's fake news. Like, so I won't repeat the story, but the idea of it was hilarious to me. It was hilarious to me. The idea, of it, but we won't say the story. Like yeah. so, go going in on the nets, right? Look, this this whole thing, it's easy. Let, let, I'm gonna kick the ballistics, here, okay? Seeing the teams that won the finals the past three seasons that the nets were together. Number one, this team was never healthy together with with KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Mm-hmm. And number two. I was never completely sold that come playoff time that they would win a championship. It doesn't mean I didn't think they would win it. I was just wasn't 100% there yet because of the fact that they didn't play defense. They did not play defense. And come playoff time, we've seen, and we, we saw it in the series when we played them, but we've seen James Harden production go down, go, go playoff time. We've seen Kyrie Irving production go down during playoff time. The only person who's ever really kept it steady, I would say, is KD. But we've seen him, when he, in particular with OKC and then with this Brooklyn Nets team in the, in the most recent series against us, his, his production goes down. So I was never one of those guys that were like, oh, this big three or this big two, they're going to do it. They're going to win it. I was one of those guys that they're going to be the toughest out. Because even though they don't play defense, good, you'll be hard-pressed to fully stop that offense overall when the game slows down and now you're just going shot for shot with somebody, right? So as good as their team was on the offensive side of the ball and overall, they weren't good enough to blow you out to me. They were good enough that if this game comes down to for shot for shot, you're not going to beat them. So you need to take advantage of the fact that your offense will have an easier time scoring because they don't play defense. And if you have a and if um and if uh you are truly committed on defense, you can slow them down. And slowing them down means they ain't dropping 115 on you. They're gonna drop 100 to 102, maybe 103. Yeah. So to wrap that up. With how things are now in terms of Kyrie opting in but wanting to be traded and KD officially asking to be traded, Brooklyn's the night watch. The night's watch. And they need to just embrace that. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, I I felt differently than you about the, about, about the Nets. I felt like, to me, um, I thought that the Nets... Um, with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, I think that was the best team I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense of ta- overall talent, mm-hmm. 
Top three talent. I agree with that's that. That's a better t- for me. That's that's a better team than the Warriors. That's Fact. a twenty better than twenty seventeen Warriors. You have Kevin Durant. You have James Harden and Kyrie Irving. That is better to me. It, to me, it's James Harden is the is the caveat because you have Steph, you have Kyrie, yeah. you have KD, both KDs. But James Harden is better than Klay Thompson. Yeah. And yeah. and then in, in that gap, if you feel like Steph is better than Kyrie, well, he's that gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to me, that is one of the best. And in, in when that team was all healthy, that team looked unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And that first round, when they, that first round against us, they beat us in five. And then, and then seeing them against the Bucks last year in mm-hmm. that second round, when they weren't even, when that first couple games, they, remember, they won the first two games in Milwaukee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were whooping the Bucks ass. Yeah. And then J- Kyrie gets hurt, and then James Harden on one hamstring is out there defending Giannis, mm-hmm. locking Giannis up in the post. I didn't forget that. Mm-hmm. So, to me, to me, that team, I never got to see that team healthy. Yeah. And we never got to see that team healthy. And when they did work together, they looked fantastic. Granted, that's regular season. That's that's half a playoff. That's not a playoff run. I can't put them up there. You know what I mean? But to me, not, and it's not only just those three. They had Joe Harris. They had Bruce Brown. They had like they had. They weren't just some empty team to me. Um, that was just them, super top heavy, and they didn't have people that were that were you know additions to the team. Um, Aldridge was played played great for them. Like they had, like they had one of those teams that were so they had such good talent that it made everyone around them look better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, they had Joe Harris, who last year was literally the best three point shooter in the league. You know what I mean? Um, and I know I'm forgetting, I know I'm forgetting people too because like Patty they, Mills. Um, not last year they had Patty Mills the year before, but yes, last year they had oh. Patty Mills. Because to oh. me, I gave up on once they traded James. I had to once James Harden wanted wanted out. I was out. Like, yeah. no, I did not believe in the Nets yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, but Ben Simmons, get the fuck out of here. It was James Harden last year. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that was like, yo. And then going into this year, with James Harden semi- healthy, KD was ready, Kyrie was he- re- ready. I was like, oh, Patty Mills. This, I was like, oh, shit. They had Joe Harris. They had, like, to me, that's where I was like, yo, the Nets... This is it. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Kyrie Irving destroyed the Nets. Yeah. He utterly and completely fucking destroyed the Nets. And James Harden knew was was fed up early and he wanted out and he got out. You know, and now to me, the reason why we have to speak about the Nets is not because about like what they could have been or whatever. No, it's about it's about they have two fucking asteroids. Yeah. Roaming around the earth, <laughs> just circling the planet, waiting for that shit to break the atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know? And where are those two asteroids going to land? And how is that going to completely fuck up the NBA now? You know? Because I stand with the Nets on not extending Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. I stand with them being like, fuck you. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Bro, I'm you're out. not like, all in. Y'all are not in. This. I, I handed y'all the keys. Y'all told me to hire Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. You told me you told me to trade trade our, all our assets for James Harden, our draft picks, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, for James Harden. We fucking did it. Yep. Then Kyrie went with his vaccination bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I'm dealing with y'all injuries. Yep. All y'all injured. That's fine. I even, I even signed Kevin Durant knowing that he wasn't yep. going to play the first yep. year. Yep. Knowing. Yep. I'm Joseph Sy. I'm Sean Marks. I did everything y'all motherfuckers asked me to do. Clear, and how did y'all, I gave y'all the keys and what the fuck did y'all do? Y'all crashed the fucking Porsche. The, the Nets organization is definitely the victim in all this. Me, I agree. They're the victim in all this shit. They did nothing wrong. They, they did what they were supposed, supposed to do. Supposed to do. We'll go into a luxury. We'll pay y'all. Like, bro. And it was like they said, we don't want to give you the extension, Kyrie, because you're not worth it. We don't want to give you the extension because you've literally proven to us that you are not all in. You have shown us you are not all into this team. You are not all in with this franchise by making the decision. A decision that I felt that I personally feel you were perfectly within your right to make, but understand the repercussions of, of that course. decision. Of course. You were the only person to make that decision and say, I'm not getting this shot. Okay, you make that decision. That lets us know you are not all in. How you expect me to give you that type of money when you're telling me you are not all in, bro? And don't and don't and don't come on and don't point to the organization like, oh well, the organization's the the one that gave up on Kyrie Irving. He was on James Harden gave up on Kyrie Irving. James Harden was like, get me the fuck out of here, bro. I'm not me putting out. up with this shit. No, why should I? Y'all convinced me to come here to force my shit to come here to play with y'all, which is great. But that was with the intention of y'all being here. KD's always hurt. Kyrie, either KD or Kyrie are hurt. And then now this nigga's fully healthy, yo, sitting at home, and I got a hamstring yo. issue that I'm still dealing with. And y'all motherfuckers want me to stick around? Get me the fuck out of here. For this? You left me for this? Like, bro. <laughs> You must be at your fucking mind. And that's the thing with NBA media. Like they continue, like I'm not, fuck that shit. I'm not doing that. Cause that's a, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down this hole, but nevertheless, James Harden did the right thing. The yeah. Nets are doing the right thing. Yeah. If it comes down to, if you, if Kevin Durant, you want to stand by Kyrie Irving, cool. Stand by Kyrie Irving. Both of y'all can go. Like, I'm sorry. This is the one time y'all got me siding with the organization. I know. Bro. I know. Y'all got I me know. siding with the organ. Kyrie Irving oh, God. is making me sign with another side with another organization. An, an organization bro. from New York, Checky. An organization. Look at what we become. Look at what Kyrie has turned us into, Check. Look at look it. Look what he's turned us into. Look at what he's done. We are now empathizing with a franchise from fucking New York. Brooklyn. 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 At that. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. At that. Ugh. Look at what he's done to us. Ugh. Look at what Kyrie Irving has done to us. Ugh. Him and his sage and his nah. fucking and I love Kyrie. Wanted both ways on the basketball court. But it's one court. way, bro. But you out here acting a plum ass both fool ways, but it's one way. Hmm. Like, come on, dog. So, long story short, do y'all have any idea of where you think Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant is going to land? Realistically, logistically, realistically, logistically, the teams that I think that are in play for for. Okay, the teams that I think that are in play for both of them to oh, bring them both? in oh. to together. Oh, I wasn't even. I in terms of just that. assets, assets, we have these pieces that we could. No, give I you, understand. Right? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, I think a lot of teams have the assets, but I don't. But that would include you taking someone big. Yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves. But who would they have to give up? Would the Timberwolves have to give I up? I mean, the Nets would want Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I wouldn't give him Anthony Edwards. I would give well, they, him. They would I would give Anthony him. Edwards. I would give him Cat and whoever else they wanted. Anthony Edwards is my one untouchable, 
right? So let me okay. finish running through the franchises, okay. right? And here, here's my untouchable on each franchise, okay? First and foremost, Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards is my only untouchable. Okay. Toronto Raptors, no one is untouchable. Okay. Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant is the only untouchable. Okay. Um, Miami Heat, I will give you my whole team. If I could, if I, I'll gladly give you Jimmy and all these dudes if I'm getting both of them down here. Dallas Mavericks, the only untouchable is Luka. Those are the five teams that I feel like. LA, the reason I'm not putting LA in there because LA does have the pieces in terms of trading AD and Russ over there to bring them both in, but I don't think LeBron wants any parts of Kyrie Irving, but so you that's think, not happening. But you think the Nets would want AD and Russ? I, the Nets aren't in, a, are, aren't in a position. I don't think, I think they would take AD, not necessarily Russ, but I think the Nets are. No, I don't think they would accept that trade, honestly. Because why take so. AD and Russ when I could get this youth from Minnesota? I could get this youth yeah. from the Grizzlies. I could get this youth from Toronto. Yeah. Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam. I, and I'll take Fred Van Vliet and I'll trade these two guys over there. Yeah. Mini Drake. <laughs> Mini Drake. Mini yeah. Drake. You know, the, the shockingly enough. If the Nets play this right, the funny thing is, is Fred themselves- Lee is bigger than Drake, but, but he's like, <laughs> we call him Mini Drake, even though he's a bigger human being. Than Drake. All right. Anyways. Um, yeah. Surprisingly enough, the Nets are in a, still in an excellent position because they could they could great they could get quite a haul for either one of these guys, if not both of them, packaging them together. Well, the thing is, and or Ka- packaging them separately. Well, the thing is, with, they with just Kyrie have to Kyrie- be. Kyrie- Patient. The thing is with Kyrie Irving, though, the, the hall is Kevin Durant. Yes. Because yeah. Kyrie Irving only has one year left on that contract. Yeah. yeah. So you can't really get much for Kyrie Irving just alone. Yeah. You can trade him to a team that can literally assume his contract yeah. and give you picks like mm-hmm. Indiana. Indiana mm-hmm. could just take that contract yeah. and give you picks. Yeah. Um, there's there's only a few teams that could just, I, th- I think only two teams that could just take his contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Or like you can send him to fucking, you can send him to fucking the Kings and get mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox or mm-hmm. some shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? You yeah. can do that. But, you, but, but, oh, but, but I don't even know if you could do that because you're only getting one year unless the Kings want to move off of De'Aaron Fox and they would rather get one year of Kyrie Irving and you know Kyrie can would they never stay. Can they still technically do a sign-in trade though with him? Yeah, but sign into an extension then trade him? They could, but 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 then that would mean that Kyrie Irving would be accept. Then that would limit the places because Kyrie Irving would have to accept to ex, to oh, sign an extension, that's right? Because then he gets you know the, what I mean. He gets a saying. So now versus, he's now I'm locked yeah. into working to yeah. living in Sacramento, and who wants that? Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, um, there really isn't like I feel like Kyrie Irving can land anywhere to me. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if Kyrie Irving is not traded to any random team. Yeah. To yeah. Charlotte, to Same Orlando, or some here. shit like that. He does not have much power. Yeah. He, he doesn't have power. any power. He has no. one year contract. And, and at the end of the day, but also the Nets can't really get much for him. Yeah. So the hall is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And the hall that would need to come back for Kevin Durant, because you have Kevin Durant for the next th- three seasons, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So, or three or four, four seasons, actually. Well, so... Yeah, you have him for the next four seasons. So, excuse me, because his ex- extension kicks in this summer. So you get a four years of Kevin Durant paying him like fucking $50 million a year, um, which is fine mm-hmm. in this league, but only a few teams can actually do that has assets. And the funniest shit is one of the teams that has it, as like I sent you the other day, is the Warriors. Yeah, they do. They the Warriors do that, actually though. have 
the assets, they have they would be able to move move. They have everything yeah. to actually do this. Yep. And, but that will be fucked up. I'm like, you're going to trade Andrew Wiggins, Pool, all these niggas that just they won your championship. That's why I said I would love for it to happen so we can show the league and the world who the Warriors really are. <laughs> Not they're like some bullshit family and some other shit. No, they're a bunch of venture capitalists that own a fucking team. A bunch of venture capitalists from Boston, nonetheless, <laughs> yep. that own that team. Yep. That's something I learned in the fucking post-game shit uh-huh. after the finals. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I knew you always find a familiar. Boston nigga somewhere. Come on, I dog. swear to God, it's Come like six now. degrees of fucking separation. There's a the Boston bag. nigga, dog. There's a Boston we nigga are everywhere. Into the bag. Why you think it's San Francisco? <laughs> San Francisco is just fucking West Coast Boston for real, <laughs> with more hills, dog. Anyways, yeah, and, a, and a nice bridge. Yeah, <laughs> San Francisco treat. Anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> To be real, I think well, that- Motherfuckers like, we in Oakland? Nah, nah. We're moving no, to we're moving we're moving to you. Yeah, I'm all that. Look at a little- How they leave Boston and move to Dorchester? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just say the, the sun sets a little early around here, if you know what I mean. You know? So let's move this thing over the, over the, over the, over the, over the bay. You know what I mean? For real. <laughs> the other uh, side of the bridge. But yeah, oh, no, man. like, you out here, I really think that, like, I think that, who's the team that, like, you think that, all right, if you had to pick one team, like, yo, you need to make this trade. You need to figure this shit out to get Kevin Durant. Who's the Minnesota one team? Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony so Edwards team, is that guy to me. Right. So now, if you make that trade, you're losing Carl Anthony Towns. Fine. And you're, 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 gut, you're gutting that team. Do you think you become a contender now that you added Kevin Durant, but you gutted? That's my thing. Yeah, yeah. My thing is that the asking price for Kevin Durant is so high that the only way to, uh, to get him whether it be through talent or making room for his contract, Mm -hmm. is you would have to gut your team. Uh, Now, what team can get gutted but still remain a contender? To me, the only team that can get gutted and still remain a contender with Kevin Durant is the Golden State Warriors. Because the only untouchables would be Clay, Draymond, in, in, in Steph, mm-hmm. you can assume Kevin Durant's contract mm-hmm. and you are still a contender. You can fill the team full of bullshit yeah. Yeah. and you're still a contender. Yeah. Every single one of the teams, whether you're Miami, Phoenix, Minnesota, Grizzlies, I threw in there. Grizzlies, well. I think you the Grizzlies are gutting it. the Grizzlies. I'd want Jaron Jackson Jr. I want, like, you gotta like the Grizzlies are good, but all of those pieces are young pieces that would have to be included in that trade. If I if I'm the Grizzlies, I'm giving you Bane. I'm giving you Jaron Jackson, and you could pick somebody else not named John Morant. <laughs> and a whole lot of and how, so you lose two starters. I'll give you two. I'll give and you how, two at this point right now, bench. how do you fill out that roster to make them a contender? You Because uh, the reason why I say Grizzlies, the thing that though, all those teams I mentioned, I believe in their front offices and the way they evaluate talent. And I feel that 
they have the resource to fill in those teams if they're if they're building around a Ja Morant. How long does that a, take? And a KD. If you gut the team, it's one season, off season. There's a because w- with the with the talent. So, so right. Oh, so I'll you're answer. saying so you're saying to so they would not be a contender next year. There would be a contender next year. What off season? The off season already started. In season, the talent that you're bringing in in Kevin Durant. Right, and you and let's just focus on the Grizzlies. Right, let's say you give up. Let's that, bring up the, Kevin, the 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 Grizzlies roster. Can you bring up the Grizzlies roster? Yeah, you have John Morant, Desmond Bain, that dude who knocked out and broke uh, homeboy's arm, Gary Payne Jr. I can't remember his name who got suspended. Um, Jaron Jackson, and I can't remember who their power forward is that they have starting for them. Um, Santi Aldama. I don't know. I don't know if you're Are you naming like from the top or the people we didn't name yet? Or like uh, I was just naming the power four that he couldn't name. So just run through the whole roster. Uh all right, so the whole roster is Steven Adams, Santi Aldama, who's our power forward. Okay. Kyle Anderson, who's our small forward. He's not there anymore. He's actually in Minnesota now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Ken- Devin Brooks. Dylan Brooks, uh Kennedy Chandler, Brandon Clark, Jarrett Culver, Danny Green, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, Tyus Jones, John Cocker, uh, Jake LaRavia, and then John Morant, Eves Pons, David Roddy. Tyler. Oh, the other team that I, the other team that I forgot to mention that has the, that has the, um, that has the assets. The other two teams that I had was Golden State and Denver. Denver has yeah. the assets yeah. and the people and the talent that, uh, that the Nets would want and they'd be able to assume it and they, I still think they'd be able to contend yeah. with Jokic, Durant, and um, in the pieces around them. Yeah. So with the lineup you just ran out there in terms of the Grizzlies specifically, right? Uh, the big piece as the Grizzlies that I'm giving you, that I'm giving up is Jaron Jackson because John Moran's untouchable. And then the second piece to supplement that big piece is either Desmond Bain Desmond, is that his name Desmond Bain? Yeah. Or Dylan Brooks? Yeah, but understand. To supplement that. Even those three players, that I'm doesn't not, even, that doesn't even, that can, that can fill the talent portion, maybe, if the net, because I wouldn't. Okay. That wouldn't even match up for contracts. That's what I mean. Like, you got to match, for Kevin Durant, you have to match up all of these things in order to get this trade to go through. You need to match up talent that the Nets would want, picks that the probably Nets would want, and the, just the money has to match up. That's why it's such a huge, that's why he's like fucking trying to literally swallow a watermelon whole. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that a trade can't happen. Of co- I'm not saying a contract can't be traded. Mm-hmm. Of course a contract can be traded. But when a contract this large is traded, you have to, that team is going to get gutted. And you most likely cannot get, when you look at the Nets, right? The Nets, they added Kev, they, they signed Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But in order to trade in order to trade for James Harden, they had to give up Jared Allen. They had to um, they had to give give up um, Dinwiddie. They had to get rid of um, um, what's the other dude? Um, Cavs. Not not Karis Levert. Karis Levert. Karis Levert. Yeah. Um, they had to give up. Um, they had to. Of course. And then we saw what they, happened they, they with, when yeah, James got Harden got traded again yeah. and they had to bring in Brett. But the easiest thing about that was the easiest because you could still match the contracts mm-hmm. for James Harden and things. So at least they only, oh, we got to bring in Steph. We got it. We can throw in Seth Curry and da, 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 you know, throw in Seth Curry just mm-hmm. to still make the, the contract yeah. match yeah. and talent match. Now trying to move Kevin Durant. 
four years, you own $200 million, all this other shit, just to make the trade go through. Memphis, they have all these players on rookie contracts still, super low contracts. So just to get the shit even through the door, you have to add in all of these people. That's my thing. You know what I mean? So it's like for an injury prone, still Katie for a nigga that hasn't played more than fifty five games since twenty nineteen. Yeah, he's, in his he's season. still Kevin Durant, but I mean, like, there's like also like I, at thirty four, about my to be about you, to, Alec. That's dog, still Kevin Durant. He's about to be. He's about to be thirty four. Let's not act like how scared we the, were going into that first round this year. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I love it was very real. <laughs> and I love KD, but dog. I'm not. Tr- he's about to be 34 years old, and he has and he has, has a, a hit injury history. He has not played more than 55 games in three fucking years. Mm-hmm. Dog, that's a lot to bet on. That is. That is a lot. And if I'm doing that shit, that shit needs to make me a contender immediately because he's only getting older. Mm-hmm. That's why for me, and I'll leave it at this. If I'm the Nets. I'm putting I'm putting my balls on the fucking table, slamming my dick on the table, and saying, I'm not trading neither of you motherfuckers. Yo, now we're having a real conversation. I'm not trading neither <laughs> of you motherfuckers. Y'all sign now the fucking contract. Yep. Y'all are gonna play the yep. contract. You know why? Yep. Because at the end of the day, nigga, I'm Joe Sai. Yep. I'm worth fucking billions. Yep. Y'all niggas can eat a yep. dick. Yep. It's not like I'm not used to you motherfuckers not. Oh, now oh then we're not going to play. Oh, fine, you think I'm not used to you niggas playing? <laughs> now we're talking. The fuck now are you talking, talking about? We're about to run Ben Simmons' yep. ass out there yep. with a bunch of scrubs yep. until y'all fucking get yep. it together. Yep. That's me. That's me. I'm right there with you. This whole, That's this me. whole conversation is ridiculous to me. Yeah. This whole conversation is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You have motherfuckers, and this is, and this, you got a side with owners. This, this is, I'm telling you, this is what gives fodder to these owners now, yeah. though. Yep, it does. You mean to tell me. It does. I'm, I'm literally processing, processing, processing this through my mind right now as a small business owner. You mean to tell me I have a contract with you. We have an agreement. I'm paying you oodles and doodles of money. <laughs> oodles and noodles. And this is how you, you conduct yourself? Because Yo. it's not your most favorite thing to do. Yo. I'm Kevin Durant, and I want to play with my friend, and I want him to get a contract. Huh. You won't give him a contract? Trade me. You sit your ass down, and you finish your fucking dinner. Fuck. You want to talk about legacy? How's your legacy going to look when we said we're not going to trade you, and you're still trying to find ways to not fucking play the game? Mm-hmm. Two can play that fucking mm-hmm. game. I agree with you, Checky, 110%. This whole conversation, Kyrie, we're not giving you a contract. Next year, take your fucking shot, or if you don't have to take the shot next year, next year, play, you earn the fucking contract. What have you done? Seriously, what have you done in this jersey, in, three in years. this go-around in three years, to earn that fucking contract? Nothing. What? Nothing. And that's what what things people got to understand about sports in general, but specifically the NBA. And look at Zion Wilson's contract. This league is all about potential. Yes. They give you money off of potential. NFL, you got to earn that shit. NFL, oh, you had a couple of years where you heard you didn't play? Guess what, motherfucker? You didn't earn it. We ain't giving you a motherfucking dime. In the NBA with these fucking prima donnas, look how they have me talking now. Prima donnas. You have these fucking prima donnas out here who've done nothing. 
But they're getting max money. Zion Wilson, I know you're, you're, you've been injured. You're fighting back. I ain't knocking. You're still a young man. And I will never talk about another brother getting his bag. You get that bag, sir. But you know good and goddamn well you have done nothing to truly earn that type of a contract. Mm-hmm. But you happen to be in a league where, where off of potential alone, you will secure that fucking bag. Yeah. So, Katie, Kyrie, I'm not going to go that far to tell you to shut up and dribble. But must, but along those fucking lines, just play bro, ball. Just play fucking play ball, ball, bro. Play, play fucking ball. ball. And understand that. And oh, understand God. you played your card right, and the Nets played theirs. You you like dog, no one ever this, better this talk shit about LeBron James and the, the decision, all that shit. Yo, straight up, yo, straight. Because I'm all fuck about up, I'm all about player empowerment. Don't get all me about wrong. that. Of course, player, but empowerment. player accountability but as also, well. Yeah, but exactly. At the same time, play like straight up accountability. It's like, dude, do do you write? It's like, yo, the Nets trade. The Nets have traded everything. Everything, bro. They, All their yo, picks, yo, bro. yo. The, the 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 like they own the 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 Rockets own their first round picks. I think until twenty twenty nine. Yeah, or something. and they have the right to like swap them. Yeah, with picks swap unprotected, like, unprotected, Unprote- unprotected. Like raw dog. Yo, what Oh my god, raw dog. We Rada. talk about this shit. Talk about like how we would be as owners, right? Yo, or, they or would never. Coaches. Yo, we can never be. They can let us we be owners, be. dog. dog we, I'd be all that cool. Oh, y'all dog. don't want to play? Y'all don't want to play? Yeah. I guess ain't nobody playing. Ain't nobody playing. <laughs> We're forfeiting the shut, fucking game. Shut the game down, nigga. Shut the shit down. Shut the practice facility down, nigga. Also, fucking we coach. Now the studio. We also, also, <laughs> also, shit. also, Coach Carter shit, nigga. Putting chains on the shit. We turning into Donald Sterling, nigga. We going down, nigga. Courtside, I'm heckling niggas, heckling my old players. I'll call a niggas nigga with the hard on. Yo, real so try to take my team from me so I can have to sell it and make three billion dollars. Sure, fine. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Make me the richest person I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, like them, man. nah, they wouldn't. Nah, they can't do it, bro. This nigga requested a trade. Like, like what? <sighs> yo, yo, but yo, episode fifty one. Is there anything else we have to get to, man? Which no, hour? That guy says we have to support women's rights. Yes, women are under attack right now. And if any motherfucker can't see that, I don't fuck with you in any way, shape, or form. Word. We live in America. You understand? I, I, I really want to get into this. Look. I am not a citizen of this country. I'm a permanent resident, and I'm proud to say that. I'm a green card holder. I am a stakeholder in this country. I do not vote. But you know what I do? I advocate, and there's a word I want you guys to really understand again to get into your minds right now, okay? Um, a word that just escaped my mind as I was just about to say it. <laughs> niggas. <laughs> also, real nigga shit. I advocate, and I also... I also, um, it's not politic. What is the word? What is the word? What is the word? Of course, it, it escaped me at this moment. Pontificate? I don't know. Not pontificate, but I do pontificate. Um, I advocate. I advocate and I lobby. Know what lobbying means? I'm not going to get to the details right now, but I have written checks to politicians. Okay. I have had Trump. I have I, I've had conversations over the phone with a couple of politicians. Where I say, look, I'm a stakeholder. I am not a citizen here, but as someone who has a business here, whose family's here, I believe in America. And when I believe in I believe in America, I, I believe in the in the idea that this country carries that all people are created equally, and we all have our own individual right 
to pursue happiness however we deem fit as long as such our as long as us as long as such as our pursuit of happiness is not impeding on the pursuit of happiness to others not everybody follows that rule and that's the era we're living in right now we're under attack women are not the only people under attack but they're the number one targets right now mm -hmm. because the women the woman is the closest thing you will get to the true manifestation of god okay so women are under attack right now and this whole idea that these you have all these powers that be that are, that from my point of view are trying to turn this country into a the theocracy where it isn't about it isn't about democracy and individual opinions anymore. We're all going to pick one universal leader, pick one universal book that we all have to follow, and then go off of that. Mm. I'm not with that. Our, 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 our family who brought us, brought us to this country are not with that. The whole point of 99.999% of the people who come to this country, past, present, and future, is because they are not with that. Mm. They want to come to a country that says, hey, you know what? I'm Muslim, and I get to practice my faith next to someone who is not Muslim. Because you know what? We keep forgetting America still stands as the only country on the face of this planet where you can practice your own religion and your own way of life freely as long as you are not impeding on others. But right now we have a lot of people trying to impede on others. So whether it's these people who are trying to form a theocracy now or these fucking proud boys, incels who ain't getting no pussy so they don't want nobody else getting any pussy. And if you are getting pussy, they want, they want you to punish. They want to punish you for it. Hey, hey, okay? Hey, hey, hey. These people are animals as far as I'm concerned. They're out here trying to control my life they're trying to control your life and you need to advocate for yourself you need to speak to your politicians you need to vote if you can vote and if you and if you cannot vote you need to call your politicians you need to give them some money you need to support them to advocate for you that's what you need to do this country is amazing but the thing about this country is we are living up to a potential and the potential that we're living up to do not ever forget when they when they say well why do these other countries hate us why do they hate us a major part of that reason is because we are not like them because it's the only country you could go through go to and truly be free and exercise your freedom and we're under attack from within right now you have these proud boys you have these oath keepers so something happened here. wasn't them patriots so, yeah yeah that, that was patriot a, the front. patriot front was in fucking downtown but of course of course they went to downtown right they went to where all of the course. tourists were of course they, they didn't cross the bridge and, and they still got smoke and they still got smoke then they crossed that bridge and go to the seaport district they for goddamn did not go into motherfucking Roxburgh with that bullshit they went into downtown with where all the tourists were and have the caucasity to walk down the motherfucking freedom trail with that bullshit. Hmm. Try that shit one more time. We'll be ready for you next time. The same way they were ready for you out in Philly. Shout out to Philly the last time those motherfuckers tried to pull that bullshit down there. This is America. Protect your rights out here. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Jay. Um, that, that, that's it, man. Episode 51 is good to be back. And we will be back. Support women. Protect women. Protect women. Free BG. Free At all costs. Free Britney Griner. Free Britney Griner. Protect Peace out, y'all.